You need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Yeah, looking in the mirror. Be a dog. Whatever happens in Leash, it's always a scandal. Why do you think that was? Probably because we're always drinking and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no smoke without fire, that goes to light. I met Tomas O'Shea one day and he said, I'm sick of that northern crowd. He said if they went set dancing twice a week, we'd all be set dancing twice a week. I can remember a lad, Jay Booth, right? And he was getting sick, right line like that, <laughs> looking at me like, and I'm going, this is not helping me here. Every man, woman and monkey in me all is, is nearly writing them off. Shaking the bucket! That's it! David Brady, uh, Carter Deegan and Colin Parkinson are with us. Lads, you're all very welcome. Happy New Year to you all. Thanks. Thanks. You. Feeling very excited about the start of the new year? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's getting closer. Like, uh, three, started, or four years, David. three, four years ago, you won't be talking about GE in January as such, but I think with all the new managers and everything else coming in, it is, it's, it's, there's kind of a whole new aspect to it this year. Is that a good thing? Yeah, definitely. Like, definitely. there's definitely a hunger for people to talk about it. Anytime we've mentioned it over the last uh, two days that we were oh. going to be talking about this, we've got a response. We're going cold turkey since September, and I think it's you know, the club scene hasn't really you know the club championship hasn't lit up the GA world. You know, it's, it's very parochial. It's it's very small patches in the country. But um, I think with all the new managers, is like you know we have a new chance, a new beginning, or maybe or we, we all start dreaming and hoping again in January. Yeah, do you not miss talking crap about GA? Isn't it, isn't it good that we can do this? Connor? Absolutely. Oh, that's great. Um, in so many ways, but I mean, we were talking about it during the week. I mean, maybe there's maybe it's a wee bit early for it, and, and the competitions themselves. I mean, what real relevance are they in, in the greater scheme? I don't really know. I mean, our, the colleges are in them, as I said during the week. You know, you've, the FBD wasn't even finished last year, but you know, for managers, new ones especially, yeah, they're coming out. They're, they're getting players on the park, and sure, it's good to get started again. Colin, if this uh, serves no other purpose than to wean you off your fantasy football addiction, then it'll serve a good purpose. <laughs> yeah, certainly. I don't. The Burn Cup's not strong enough competition to wean me off it. It's going to take championship to get me out of this addiction. But no, I. I like David's right it's been September since we've talked about GA and you're just dying for some action but like it's not the action that we're dying for I wish it could start off with a bang with a meaningful competition or even wait till the start of February and start us off you know start us off with something good rather than start us off with something really lukewarm that you know players managers you know supporters don't particularly care too much about What do you hope for your own counties this year David from a Mayo perspective there's nothing other than a, an All-Ireland win that's really going to sate the public I suppose once you get to an Ireland final in September and you lose it, that's you go right. What's if we want to improve, we want to go the next step. It is win Ireland. Um, by all sounds of things, they won't win many Ireland's. What they were going on the last two or three days in Miami, but that's <laughs> <laughs> that's not for radio. Um, oh, it is. Purely visual medium, absolutely brilliant radio. <laughs> um, but no, they're out. In, they're out in Miami enjoying themselves for a week or so. And you know, I, I think. Uh, and even going back over the years, it's I haven't seen many teams, never mind the Mayo team that's that were coming out after an Ireland saying, Look at we can we can progress from here and we can improve and we want to go that bit step further and you know, it's gonna be a big ask. Because, you know, it's 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 a hard it's a winning or losing or learning it takes a lot out of you. Uh and I suppose you get more negatives after losing one, but it's it's going to be a hard ask, and it's the way football has gone. It's just we were talking briefly about this yesterday. This doesn't seem as negative a defeat for Mayo as some of the previous Mayo defeats have been. That's a total, and I think over Christmas we all got a chance. And Conor was saying it outside. We all got a chance to to watch the Ireland final. You looking back, Mayo players and Mayo management go, Jesus, we had a serious chance, and we had serious opportunities at, at crucial times. 
and a crucial stage of the games, and that's what that's what what turns all Ireland finals on their on their on their back. And Mayo didn't take them opportunities. You know, there weren't there wasn't an absolute disaster. It wasn't a disgrace, and um, a lot of positivity there for them. I think. Can either of you see Mayo making progress and winning in All Ireland? Like they'll have more and back in full forward they, they need a bit more quality in the full forward line than they had for all their endeavour and their movement you know they just didn't have the players to put it over the bar in the end of the day even Var- Varley was missing easy freeze you know in an hour final which cannot happen you know I don't think May are too far away if they could discover a corner forward a finishing corner forward get Moran back full forward you know his game he's going to get on the ball he's got, his movement's good but he's not an out and out finisher their half forward line's outstanding midfield's very good their backs are very good as well they aren't far they're not far away at all like I said if they could get someone like a Colin McFadden in as number 13 you know if there was a transfer market that's what they should be going for that's what they're lacking Conor Mortimer maybe Ooh. That's I don't I don't think that's going to happen. No, so there's no point. Talk, like Mortimer is a finisher, but he can go in and out of games as well. You know, like somebody maybe that's a bit more consistent. Connor, from a down perspective, do you think that they can get back to competing at the level that they were at when they reached an All Ireland final, or has that team changed so significantly that they're actually a bit behind that now? They're probably a little bit further back than they were then. Uh, obviously, Clark coming out of that. I know it's only one player, but it's a bit like. I think Mayo and Andy Moore, and I mean it, to lose the likes of a player who, like he was, he made an awful lot happen. I thought maybe when he did, other players would have stepped up, but it's only it's like everything else. It's only when you lose it you realise how good it really was. And he was he was a special player for for Down. Um, like James doing a grand job. I mean, uh, I was up at home recently, and the practicalities are when you look at it, we have a small playing pool. Uh, I think they're punching punching massively above their weight. I really do. They're playing good football. A good brand of football, they still defence for me is always going to be a slight problem for them until such time as they resolve that. I don't think you can go and win all Ireland unless you have a decent defence. You know. Um, so, a target for this year would be. Well, they were, they were, you know, comprehensively beaten by Donegal in an Ulster final. Uh, down, you know, down need a bit of silverware to to win an Ulster title for Down at the moment would be a huge step forward. I would think uh, if they win it, well then, sure, history shows that when they get out, they can do okay at times. You know, but. You know, I think uh, again, good Division One status like they were last year, and um, uh, if they get an Ulster final and, and win one, be, I think it'd be a huge step forward. Yeah, did, what do you think of Down's chances this year? I wouldn't give them much hope on the evidence of what I saw in Croke Park this year against Mayo. They're absolutely shocking. I haven't, I haven't seen a defence like that in a long, long time. Mayo just tore them to shreds. They weren't even, they didn't care about marking their men. The amount of one-on-one opportunities Mayo had in that game. Just one on one with the goalkeeper, completely inside on their own. I don't. I think Down are going backwards drastically. I think the only thing McCartan can do is to take a leaf out of McGuinness's book and go def- like get some men behind the ball because that defence that they have at the moment just is not good enough. Any thoughts on on what a good year would constitute for Down? I suppose, as Connor said, maybe an Ulster Championship. But uh, I think they're probably one of the best organised teams. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty of it, they, like the Ulster final and the All Ireland quarter final against Mayo and. They were opened up in the second half of of the of the Ulster final big time by Donegal. And just they 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 have a fitness level and they have um. They I probably came up against the best performances, like the most complete performances of the two best teams in the country, though. And yeah, that was why that was why were they the most complete performances? <laughs> because of the quality of the defence that they yeah. were up against. Was it? That's yeah, that's what I think. Anyway, so well, I was I went to the Ulster final with News Talk and we watched it. Yeah, we were, we were up there as well. TV yeah. three, and it was like it was there too. Like for half for first half and. It, down were in the game and actually had created a couple of good goal chances and there was one pla- pass from young McKernan that actually he gave across the park and it was misplaced and, and it left the whole team open, open. Frank, 
the whole pitch charged up and next yeah. thing ball was in the back of the net and down from that point believe it or not just went yeah. straight through the floor but I up to that point they were actually creating chances and it's no different than Mayo yeah. against Donegal you know, there was, you know they didn't take chances Donegal kicked two goals in the first 10 minutes and after that Mayo outscored them and kicked shocking wides yeah. uh, you know a wee bit more craft and whatever you know, maybe things could have been a wee bit different. Bit more, you know, it's going back to Donegal. Are Donegal? Uh, yeah. Are they miles above everybody else? I don't believe they are. But Kerry against Kerry. Yeah. Kerry had them on the rack in the last couple of minutes. What, as well. what have what have Donegal done? They've got cuter, and I think that's what a lot of teams are going to start getting. You know, getting a lot more cuter. You know, you're not going to become a different footballer overnight in the next six months. You know, come uh, May or June championship time. But I think teams are going to get a lot more cuter. And as as Connor said, there that down game. Down just kept running up the centre day, all day long, and that's not going to work when there's when there's ten or fifty men back in defence. And I, I think it's cuteness is as much uh, you know advantage now to football teams and uh, than fitness in the next six months is going to be is going to be telling. Yeah, Colin, from a leash perspective, what yeah, cost you the good year this year? Yeah, we're um, enthusiastic in leash about this year as well because you know we recovered badly from the Longford match last year and, and could have beaten Dublin really in Croke Park which would have been an unbelievable result. This year now we have Conor Meredith back from Australia and he's committed for the year and Donny Kingston as well. Who would be like Donny Kingston would be our Michael Murphy, you know. So they're two forwards. I think like Mayo last year against Dublin Leash were lacking that little bit of firepower up front. You know, at defence they were good, they held Dublin but didn't really have the quality up there. Kingston definitely has the quality. Um Conor Meredith, it remains to be seen. He was an outstanding miner, as good as any, you know, miners we had coming through. He's been in Australia for two or three years and he hasn't... Was he playing you know, AFL over there? Or? He was playing AFL. Okay. He got recruited, but then he got left go and then he travelled around and stayed over there. You know, he wasn't playing anything. Um, whether he can make it into the player that he could have, if he does, like we'll have a you know a very good forward line. But I think like you'd like to see McNulty doing a little bit more coaching in the forwards because I know it's a, it's a lot defensive orientated, but even like there doesn't seem to be much of a plan when it goes up front whether he gets somebody in to help out with the forwards or not. I know Fergal Byron's in with them there this year. Like, he wouldn't be helped for the forwards, but it's good to have him, in, you know, in involved anyways because he'd be clever. But, uh, like, I'd be enthusiastic. The draw we got in Leinster is the best draw we could ever have hoped for. In every round, we got the team, we, you know, that came out of whatever hat that we wanted. So any team is beatable up to a Leinster final, I think. So a Leinster final is what I would like. Yeah, and beyond after that, reaching the quarterfinals again and see what quarter happens. Quarter final would be great, yeah. But like, if you could get to a Leinster final, I wouldn't rule out win it. You know, being possibly able to win it. Any team we've we've got loud Wexford Mead to get to a final, and any of those three we beat Mead last year. You know, and we can beat Loud and Wexford. You know, proven that. So a Leinster final is the is the minimum that I'd like. Uh, in terms of the the overall state of the game this year, uh, a lot has been has huge amounts of criticism about the game of Gaelic football. And yet, when you look back over the last three or four seasons, there's been great games every year. I think, David. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Is it, is it me at times? I don't see a lot wrong with GA, you know. And I don't see a lot. We've had a team that hasn't won it in twenty years, and Dublin that hasn't won it since ninety five, like. Come back five years ago, Rolls and oh, it's, there's too much of a monopoly, and it's it's curry this and it's curry that, and you know that's that. It shows you, I think, how good GA has progressed, how much development has gone on, how much coaching, and how much I suppose the level playing field is out there. I don't see an awful lot wrong with GA football, and um, 
I know this football review committee, and it's 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 these are just pointers. But I don't see seventeen things that need to be changed about GE or eighteen things. I, I just see there's little tweaks. We can make it a better game, but I they, think are, they are only little tweaks, though, David. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of them are only little tweaks. A lot of seventeen, they're ex- yeah, you know, yeah. But again, you're going, you know, why didn't we get these two years ago? You know. There's nothing. I don't think there's anything drastic wrong with GE, and I don't think. Um, I think we've had some great games, very competitive. But at the end of the day, you know, we're looking at the FA Cup on today. There is going to be a, a, a golfing class between the lower division teams and the best teams in the country. But come August time, that's when it, it, it has got serious over the last three or four years. Yeah, and the, the, the favourites have got bet, and the semi-finals have been excellent, and the finals have been good. And the final round of the qualifiers frequently produces great games without a doubt because the, the best 8 or 10 teams in the country are left then and unfortunately guys that there's there's whatever 30 other te- or 20 other teams or 22 other teams are just not, not going to be good enough and that's you know that's where the National League comes in and that's where the, the, the Provincial Championship comes in that's you know Colin was saying there about Leach getting to a Leinster final the Provincial Championship still have a, po- a part to play in GA football I think they, yeah they do but not as part of the main competition because at the end of the day it's totally skewed there's different amount of counties in each province, you know, if it's how is it fair that Mayo win two matches to win their province and Leash have to win four? Like that's uh, completely illogical that two teams starting do, out to win in All Ireland have I to do win. I totally agree with you, games. but it actually ended up being no barrier to Donegal. Like the best team won all the games that were that they had to win, and you know the difference between playing six games and eight games a season is it really that much for well, a team I, who are who are trained and fit to play games but uh, that's regardless of that you can make up an argument that they're fit enough to play an extra game but why should they have to play two extra games than another team when they're when they're both playing for the same competition barring draws every team should have an equal an equal chance at the start of the year and that's a minimum requirement as far as I'm concerned I don't think it's fair even even how you you kind of manage your training where Mayo might not start on well into June and Leash could be out at start of May like you know, who's who's getting burnt out quicker as the championship goes on? Who's tailoring their training, you know, to a certain date? It's just it doesn't make sense that every team doesn't start at the same time and play the same amount of games. And the, and the sooner that changes, the better. This argument has been on for a long time. I mean, Kerry, we go back to the great Kerry team. Yeah. At the end of the day, they won two matches normally to get to you know the beat Cork to get out of months by and large. They get up there. They normally if they got an Ulster team, sure they just steamroll them at that stage. Yeah, and so they played very little football, and like the fellas were able to keep going year after year because they didn't have to. I mean, I know myself. We won all Ireland. I mean, we started training in November to win all Ireland. That's when we had to start training because we realised it was we, we, you know, we were coming out. You were going into a knockout stage. You had to be at the pitch for every single game at home, and you know, so th- there's absolutely a salient argument in what. Willie is saying but you know until such time as they actually grab the bull by the horns and deal yeah, with I it, think you know? if you look at it though, how, how long ago was the GA founded like 130 years ago like that's the structure of the championship now is the way it was then like for God's sake like how, how have we moved on that surely it should change at least there's uh, the back door now in fairness yeah. a second a, chance a but the, the structure of the provincial championships is still the same and the provincial championships lead into the All-Ireland which I think they should be separated completely and I'd keep the provincial championships but have them early in the year then start the All-Ireland the All-Ireland series then maybe in May Lewis Suarez has made it 2-0 uh, to Liverpool against Mansfield with I'm, I'm told the most blatant handball yeah, he's perpetrated block. since that the wouldn't be like World him. Cup quarter final oh, nice stop. it was a good block there was nothing wrong with it Inform Woody that Longford are also on their side of the draw. That arrogant serve leashed well <laughs> in Pierce Park last May, says Pat in Longford. Uh, Woolley's dead right. And the idea that geography decides how many games you have to play to win the same competition is uh, ridiculous. 
the one thing that I would say is that we were down in Killarney for the Irish Open in 2010 and on the way there we had a Kerry taxi driver and we were all talking about how Kerry and Tyrone how was, we were really looking forward to seeing Kerry and Tyrone and by the end of that day they were both out of the championship I remember getting a phone call from you from and the silence in the background from the Kerry people was astonishing. Uh, nobody was more astonished than I was at the time. It was down, dumped them. Yeah. Which was quite incredible. Since that day, you've kind of felt, though, that there is no one brilliant team who will be unassailable until Donegal from kind of last June, towards the middle of June, everybody realised this was a very special Donegal team. But that's why the championship is actually really good at the moment, I would argue. It's competitive. Well, There's no doubt about it that. It is competitive. And, you know, what Look, team hasn't deserved to win in Ireland? You know, the best team has nearly won it. You know, Donegal, Dublin. You know, the last two years, you can't say, you know, realistically, no, they weren't the best team. Overall, yeah. Uh, I think the National League has kind of gone into insignificance to a certain degree because it was always, you know, the team that won the National League for seven out of 11 years won the All-Ireland but you and know, Cork couldn't keep <laughs> Cork went three in a row or yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and the, the, the Currys of this world and everything else but it, it's it's um, I think it's 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 a fair it's a fair playing ground I, I, I was the one thing I do say is I don't know about the, the numbers you know like there's not a monkey's chance that the likes of Leitrim are going to win All-Ireland like you know okay if we put another two counties into Connacht I, I suggested it last year that maybe the idea of, of merging Longford and Leitrim and put maybe is it Connacht they're going to you know so you're taking one out of Leinster you're putting one extra team in Connacht um, but you know just to give a team six games you know I don't think it's going to do them any justice because it's 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 a very hard task for the likes of Leitrim you know I suppose the and so therefore the provincial championship is actually important to them because it is a, it is, a yeah, realistic yeah, chance yeah, of silverware they did very well against me audition up to 21 minutes but it's not, a, it's not a realistic chance of silverware really and they didn't do that well against me they were absolute we were doing that game they were hammered within like well maybe the first, 50, yeah, yeah. the first 50 minutes they were beaten by 25 points yeah, like, yeah. Leitrim should be in a division 2 All-Ireland Championship and along with another 16 counties there should be two two All-Ireland Champions at the end of the year and then if you're looking at it now, five, maybe there's five, six teams that can win in All-Ireland. Then there will be 12, 13, 14 teams that could win, you know, two All-Irelands. I think that's the fairest way. Well, it it's probably is, Colm. But uh, the, the problem is, at the start of every year, everybody has this dream that they have a chance of winning. Look, when you're a young fella, five or six dream. years of age, you have a dream. Colin, absolutely, it's a pipe dream. But I, I have to be fair. Well, can I just, sorry, just, uh, just to go back. If you go to a pipe dream, I, I was for, very fortunate to be involved with two teams that won All-Irelands. And not in my wildest dreams did we think that that would have been an All Ireland at home. Not in our wildest. We hadn't yeah. won one in, in, since the year I was. Yeah, but you born. would have been a Division One team, though. You would. Uh, like, we you would actually, we were Division One half the time, and the reason we stayed in Division One is because I think the other half the time they kept changing the divisions, and okay. we kept staying in there. Let, you me, know? let me just bring up an example from last season. Then, so the top teams in the top two divisions are automatically the teams in the top tier and the teams Division Three and Four. Yeah, something on those lines. So Wexford came within Ben Brosnan having his shooting boots of knocking Dublin out of the Leinster Championship last year and they should have beaten them he, yeah. he missed freeze but they would have been in the second tier of any prospective yeah but the, the chances are Wexford would win the second tier and then they'd be in the top tier the following year the good teams will always make their way up to the first division there's only two divisions you're not trying to go up four divisions if Wexford would like if two teams went up every year and two teams went down Wexford would certainly would, they'd only be in that division for one year I reckon do you know and they would still be in a provincial championship if you played that at the start of the year and you know Independent of your All Ireland, and they they would take the place of your uh, Walsh Cup and 
Uh, they would take the place of these competitions that are on now. The Auburn if Cup people right. would we're just listen to me, we're talking. We're <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any choice. You could be waiting <laughs> for a long time for that, Willie. What we're talking about are the, are the structures. I mean, if we talk about the game itself, you know, our game isn't that bad. If, no. we, keep, if we keep going looking for problems, we'll keep finding them. But you know, do you not think hand pa- too much hand passing is a bit of a problem in it? I, I think there's there's an over-reliance on it but I mean for me and I've said it a long long time ago I would remove the open hand because I think there's far too much there, it's not been refereed properly if you want my honest opinion I think if they were strict on the, on the rules and implemented the rules properly I think uh, again it would tighten it up a wee bit but that, that was an impossible rule though to try to bring that in didn't they abandoned no, it halfway through the season because it was just do you remember wasn't there one or two goals disallowed for or build up to one Kerry goal I think was blown up for a hand pass because the ref it would needed to be a closed fist, and it was just too hard to to referee. It was the it was the da- da- down Kerry game. That was it in oh, the yeah. Bill yeah, of early, early, yeah, final. Early, yeah. It was uh, yeah a good a good Kerry goal. Yeah, no such thing. Scrubbed that's why you that's why you want <laughs> that rule. Uh, Christ lads, only six days gone in 2013, and already talking of a Mayo All Ireland victory. Will you guys ever learn? In fairness, that was I, I brought that up. Yes, uh, and I didn't see it. I, I Mayo are like <laughs> Liverpool; they're just eternal dreamers. <laughs> we we need dreamers in sport. There's, there's, there's the, man, the man who follows everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't dream. Uh, Kieran and Tipperary says. Watching the Donegal documentary, I feel it's going to be a team like Mayo or Kildare who'll beat Donegal this year and not Kerry, Cork or Dublin. That's my take. What about the Dubs? Uh, new management team, shorn of uh, some players, uh, a military approach we're hearing, Bernard Dunn in the backroom team. What's that all about, by the way? Uh, well, look, at the end of the day, but <laughs> we're living in... What can he teach them? Fitness? It's, no, it's lifestyle. It's, mentality he's brought in a lifestyle yeah. positive attitude not a negative attitude like you're after coming on the canvas twice yeah. in a world title fight to yeah. come back to win yeah like like I don't think GA players 10 years ago you could be told about lifestyle and stuff the GA has moved on so far now I'm not sure what Bernard Duncan tell them Okay, do you know like what, what, what can he relate to them what, what is negative about because it? I think it's just a silly thing bringing in Bernard Dunn into a GA setup. I just well, don't yeah, understand I, I think I, it's I a PR a, kind of effort he's, work, in fairness, he's worked with Jim Gavin over the years uh, at under 21 and that's fair enough at that level but Maybe. like you're talking Dublin's the most professional setup in the whole country I don't know what Bernard Dunn can offer them well, look, personally it's, it's like everything else if you have someone with a, po- a, po- a positive experience hmm? like I had, we had a guy once coming in talking to us a guy called Hicka Reid and he said he was the most uncapped All Black of all time because he was understudy for Sean Fitzpatrick for so many years. And he said, boys, I'm going to talk to you for an hour. And he said, and if one thing resonates in your mind, what I say for the next hour, he said, 99% might be bullshit, but if one thing sticks, that's a positive. And I think the likes of Bernard Dunn talking one-to-one with guys. That's see, a good it's thing, the name David. Bernard Dunn that's putting Woolley off. I think but David, that's a good thing that a fella comes in and if Bernard Dunn, if it was a one-off speech and he gives them a speech and how, like you're saying, Jerry, got up off you know, the canvas, came back, trained hard. He's there all year. What? They can't keep telling him that story over and over again. But he could, like, he's, there's many life experiences. But how many, how many, th- sorry, how often is he going to be, in real terms, really involved? Well, I don't well, know. I just don't thought, I mean, I'm thinking I, he's there yeah, at every training and I stuff met, like that. I, had, I met Jim Gavin uh, before it all started. He'd just been appointed. And he sat down from, for 45 minutes. And I have to be honest, I'm actually enthused. I think Dublin this year will, will play with a, with, with a different style about them. He has no fear of bringing the kids in. I think you'll see mm. a pace about them that we probably haven't seen in a while. You'll not see the same... Um, it'll be very well-structured, very well-scripted, but I don't think you'll see the same absolute negative. Like, uh, I, anecdotally, I was told that, you know, McCarthy, I think, against Mayo, was told effectively not to not to follow Dylan. Yeah. Now, 
Alan Dillon was killing them. The one thing he needed was a guy up his jersey. But they gave him the freedom of the park. Now, if it's true, and watching the game, it would, it would indicate it was true, because McCarthy never really went forward. Once it went so far, he stopped, he checked, and he came back to give the defensive cover. But the problem was out the pitch. They were losing the ball. No, I think you'll see more from Dublin this year. I think you'll see them push on. That doesn't make sense, though. Wouldn't McCarthy have been great getting the ball in advanced positions? There you go. Like, but the, the way they'd be worried if the move broke down, there'd be huge gaps left behind where McCarthy is. And in fairness, they've got against, really fast backs against yeah. Donegal the year before. That's how they beat Donegal by leaving their three half backs in their positions and not being sucked down. A lot of these teams that bring their half forward line back want the half-back line to follow them. So when the, the ball breaks down, so there's, there's just so much into. space to run into. So I think Dublin are a bit paranoid about stuff like that and the, the, their half-backs generally don't, you know, never yeah. didn't follow no, half he'll bring, He's going to bring pace into it, he's going to bring youth into it. He's, he's, he's kicked fellas off the panel that he doesn't run around the panel. Yeah. For whatever reason, I don't know. But in essence, I think you're going to see a different outlook. And, and again, boys, in this day and age, you know, in the life we live, like uh, we have works and jo- you know to work and to live and everything else. To ask a county team to come in two years in a row and sacrifice their complete and utter entire lives, it's a hard ask, you know. And okay, some of them might be students and everything else, but it's a near impossible task. And and the one thing I thought was very unfortunate for Dublin last year was their injury situation. They were riddled with inconsistency, which was a lot of it due to injuries and, and form and form. Yeah, you yeah. know, and one one leads to another. If you haven't got your you know your main team out and your your, your guys coming in and Alan Brogan was injured and Bernard Brogan didn't have his full form. That's the yeah, and they were playing Macaulay out of position. You know, their best midfielder yeah. they were playing in the forward. So there's a few things conspired against them last year that maybe Gavin Absolutely. can fix. And young Cooper, Johnny Cooper, I'm looking forward to seeing this year. I was surprised he didn't uh, have young. more of an influence last year. I know there was bits of injuries and everything else, but I think he's a, he's a good prospect. The 21 captain O'Brien, Kevin yeah. O'Brien, Marnog, fella, uh, outstanding footballer. Now I'd say he'll be starting. Certainly, cornerback. He's got the best job in Ireland, probably Jim Gavin, because they've got unbelievable talent coming through and have a, like Which an All Ireland winning team. He's yeah, this he's had. Well, like, I wouldn't make Jim. predictions that Dublin are going to be brilliant until I see what kind of style he's going to play, what kind of team he's going to pick. Do you know? You you just don't know. He's a new manager. He's an army man. I don't know. Is he going to start r- ruling with an iron fist in there? Like some players don't react well to that. Look, the proof will be in the pudding when we see a few league games. What you know, the kind proof, of style he's yeah. going to play. The well, depending on who plays in the league. Pardon? Depending on the teams he picks for the league as yeah. well. Yeah. Look, the reality is the style is not going to be a lot different. You know, it's not going to be drastically different. The team is going to be made up of seventy percent of what yeah, you had last year. They have a lot of new managers come in, and he doesn't want Pat Gilroy to get credit for his new team. So they try to ah. change an awful lot of things. That Just, you I don't know, think. I don't think Gilroy Gavin, changed. Gavin would have a, an attitude like that. Gilroy reconstructed Caffrey's team that was in fact that far away. So. Uh, I don't know. Didn't the first season, and that was the problem. That's when they were the start yep. of the earwigs. Yeah, yeah. So but you kind of allowed that team to have its final day, and then said, "Right, that's what happens when you follow what you've been doing for the last couple of years." Yeah, yeah. And then they changed. Yeah. And, um, th- and to keep the ultra defensive was obvious because I mean they'd got hammered, and he wasn't. I mean, he like, only he brought in the defensive. Wasn't going to let that happen again, basically. After Mead, yeah. Uh, Longford are a second division team. We're fine on our own, says Justin. I think that one's aimed at you. Very David. positive. Le- yeah, they were positive le- just last year, but this is just you know I'm going. It's they were for me the team that will take a lot of looking out this year. But I was impressed them last year, big time. Damo says, "Has that Parkinson fella anything good to say about anything?" I bet he didn't even put up a Christmas tree. You know, no, my girlfriend put it up. I <laughs> completely against the idea. He came in here today with his uh, the pajama top. He's been wearing all it's Christmas. a onesie. It's a onesie, <laughs> sort of type thing. <laughs> a half a onesie. Don't get me started on the whole Christmas thing. Uh, what? Oh, I, I, met him. I, I met him it. in the lift. The because grudge. I'm just delighted it's over well now you said that as well <laughs> yeah but I've been on the beer for two weeks <laughs> yeah what do you think I've been doing 
Carl says uh, Dunn will get the lads to feel the pride in the jersey a bit of uckerus in the belly um, which is the most Dublin accent text we've ever had written out in English <laughs> Al from Leitrim says no 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 Woolly we don't want to be in Division 2 Championship we have a dream of winning Connacht you're talking about the Mayo game in the Leash game you got out of jail in Carrick I don't really remember that much about the yeah no we only, right. we only beat them by a pint or two in the last Carrick and Shannon yeah, but that's yeah. a tough place to go and Look, I I honestly think that Leitrim would be better served playing in a second tier All Ireland, where they have a realistic chance of winning an All Ireland and stay in the Connacht Championship. Let that stay, but like surely to God, like even for Leash, Leash win a Division Two All Ireland, we'd be absolutely over the moon an All Ireland title at the end of the year, and then be, It'd in be the, like the minors all over again. Yeah, would you be in Division One the next year? Even the Division Two League te- teams are happy winning Division Two League. Imagine but winning that's Division the, Two the All Ireland. between League and Championship. Column and it's like any young fellas out there, five or six, whether he's from Wicklow, Wexford, or, or Dublin, or Mead, they want a dream, I, I you know, and it gives I, them a chance. Lads, I've played for Leash all my life. I came up to a Leash team that never had a chance of winning a Leinster and All Ireland. I didn't dream of an All Ireland now. I'm not like I dreamed of getting to a Leinster final, realistic dreams. Do you know, I didn't dream of winning an All Ireland if we weren't good enough. Like, you might dream, but it's not like it's absolutely not a real dream. So, when you got to, you're telling me when you got to an Ireland quarter final. No, but that's said, oh, no. In, oh, enough. hang on. In Mick O'Dwyer's time, you obviously dreamt of winning an All Ireland. But I'm talking about the times when we weren't completely competitive in Leinster, and we, you know, wouldn't wouldn't have been a top team. Even after you'd won minor Leinsters, and I thought it could have been on the cards. But when I came up to senior, we took one or two beatings, you know. And you're like, is this ever going to happen? And like, I I wasn't dreaming of All Irelands that like for the year ahead. If you're thinking at the start of the year, is there a chance of an All Ireland? I would have said certainly not. Did Donegal not actually change the argument a little bit by what they've managed to do in two years? Now, granted, the playing stock was really good, and there was an up and coming under twenty one team under the management of Jim McGinnis. I, I honestly wouldn't think if they were if Donegal players were honest in Jim's first year that they dreamt about winning an All Ireland. I wouldn't think that they'd an Ulster title would have been as far as they would have probably been thinking. Sorry, I'm not talking about dreaming about winning All Ireland, but the fact that they probably would have been in a Division Two tier that first season. Yeah, and when, they would have won it, and then they would have won the All Ireland like they did in the second season. Well, <laughs> they may have won it. Would be the first thing. There's no guarantees in any sport, as we all know. I think that, that what what yours alluding to is the fact being that that Donegal have really come from nowhere. They, they set out their stall. They got themselves organised, structured. They cut out all the crap that was going on. And, um, you know, from that, everything has developed. And after the first year, they learned lessons. They moved on from that. They've expanded their game. Mm. The only thing for me watching Donegal is that if they ever lose Colin McFadden, I don't know where the scores are going to come from. I mean, he must he must have scored 80 or 90% of their scores yeah. over the course of the year, which is, you know, it's a huge percentage on one man. He was player of the year, in my opinion. Oh, was it's not, but I think he kicked, what, what did he shoot? I don't know what he kicked, about 146 or something like that. It was a way ahead of Two or three, other. yeah. yeah. I think and really important scores. Yeah. You know, so there's a huge disparity there, and you'd worry a wee bit about that from a Donegal point of view. Yeah, moving but forward, the, the but point they were they were lads, they were brilliant to watch. Yeah. The, pr- the the effort they brought to the game, and the, the lesson for the other counties is that step up. Yeah, and it's not, maybe it's not about dreaming. The word dream, it's believing, believing in yourself that you can do it. And if you have a committed group of guys that is thirty or thirty-two on a panel, and you have a management and and, and selectors and everything else, and if you believe and you make yourself believe by putting in hard, honest work. And putting your hand up and saying, "I'm giving it everything." I remember. I remember when Justin McNulty took over Leash. We were in. We had a meeting, and it was all you know these meetings where you write down your aims for the year and whatever. So they gathered up all the pieces of paper at the end. Like we hadn't won a match in about three years. We'd been hammered by Mead, by Kildare. We'd been beaten by Tipperary the year before. 
And on uh, all these pieces of paper, like 90%, we want to win, I think we're winning All-Ireland. And I says, what the hell's going on here? We haven't won a game in three years. We've been a joke. Like, I think I put a mind get into a Leinster final. I thought it was something realistic. But McNulty went, uh, like, on the side of, it's great to think of an All-Ireland. Like, it's not, it just wasn't realistic to me. Like, so I ended up being the bad one for saying, like, that's not a realistic game. I like, how, why are you saying an All-Ireland when we haven't won a game in three years? And, well, and well, to... Does Donegal playing stock two years ago is it vastly better than what Leash's playing stock was? I think what I think with what we have now, you're working off the 2003 All Ireland minor winning team, and you're working off a 2007 um, All Ireland semi final team that had John O'Loughlin, Zach Tuhi. I know he's gone, Connor Boyle, all these fellas. There is a real bunch of, of players in Leash now. The '96 minors, all they're all gone. Um, the but, bad eggs. But I know I wouldn't say that. We at least won a Leinster. I'm gone. <laughs> going back to what Davy said, I mean, the bottom line is you must believe. You have, you have to believe. To. I mean, uh, you have over- within reason. No, you have to believe. It overrides everything else. You kind of need to be a bit crazy though, because like, if, well, oh, hang on. If, if you're managing McGuinness... Leitrim, if you're managing Leitrim and you have a meeting and you say, "What's your aim for the year?" Okay, we're would not you talking. Them to come back and say, even say Longford. Would you expect them to say in All Ireland? No, you'd expect Longford to say. Leinster but set, you, you, set attainable goals that's the first thing you do you sit down you mm-hmm. say what is attainable in a time frame and work off that there's our first milestone we've hit that now what's the next milestone and it could be look yes I want to win a provincial championship in the next two years or whatever it may be and you set out accordingly to do that yeah. I'll tell you now I won All-Ireland 91 my, years and years ago we beat our man a first round game there was seven at training the week, two weeks before the match Right, so there was no plans there was no thought but I can tell you now when we got to we, we won an Ulster final and we won it beating Donegal and beat them well and from that moment onwards I can tell you now we were believing from that point now it was granted we'd won a provincial title and we were moving forward but we believed but after we beat Armagh we won our next game all of a sudden we started saying okay there's something because we were playing good football we knew we were fit we were physically strong but we could play ball and we realised then we beat Donegal and we says, you know what, it's going to take a hell of a team to beat us. And we walked out and I can tell you now, unequivocally, I was 20. Absolutely believed that I should have been there. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't have been the most confident young lad growing up. But I'll tell you, when I walked out to Croke Park, you look around, there were 72,000 people. It was as if you were playing in my home pitch. This is grand. This is how it's meant to be. And that's the reality because, of it. Yeah. Because McGrath, either rightly or wrongly, or he knew what he was doing or he didn't, but he made us believe that we were good enough to win all Ireland, and that's the reality. Yeah. And after we won the first one, and you go back to the great teams that have come back. Yeah, I'm not saying we were a great team, but we were a good team. You're a great team too. Yeah. No, we, were, we were good. You know, the great team would have been the likes of the Kerrys. They believed because they did it year after year, and it's all about belief. And going back, if you have won bad egg, I think you're missing my. If point. you won bad egg in the pot, you're going to spoil a lot of guys. Because it, it, it all it takes is one or two guys to bring a panel of twenty five or thirty guys. There's different personalities. Down. I'd be a realist. Like I would think, us writing down at that time and all Ireland was absolute fairy tale stuff. It wouldn't make any sense. And I thought if we pulled it back a little bit and said a Leinster final, you know, get promoted in the league, have a few kind of attainable goals you know, rather than this kind of all Ireland. Sure but Willie, you and I are agreeing. What I said was a set attainable goals. What you set was an attainable goal in your mind. That was unattainable to, to get to a, a provincial final. Yeah, what I'm saying is setting, uh, for some counties, dream or setting the goal to, to win in All-Ireland is, is, is silly. But should Leach be so far points. behind Donegal, really? No. 
like should those, before Donegal won All Ireland, which is what we're talking about, the same meetings would have been going on. Yeah, but what I'm saying, when Donegal took over, I wouldn't think they would have all written down All Ireland that year. I would have thought. So an you're, you're, title you're blaming they the players really for for being the dreamers. I think the players will just like I don't see any need for some counties to dream about winning an All Ireland unless the, t- the whole thing changes. I think there has to be different levels of All Irelands to be won because there's about what twenty counties in Ireland that have no chance of winning All Ireland. So dreaming about it is or putting that, putting it down <laughs> as, as a goal might even be make any twenty six mm. really yeah well twenty five twenty five twenty six. Um, what about Kerry we haven't mentioned them under new management the the last opportunity really for a couple of those players you'd think to um, to win in All-Ireland yeah it is and uh, what is it three four years now since they won All-Ireland it's, it's unheard of in our generation because they were so successful in the 90s and, and the 2000s but um, I do think that um, you know look at if we're going to be here for the next 20 years talking about GE and the four common championship Kerry are going to be up there with the best of them um, I do think that Ian Fitzmaurice is going to be uh, an ideal candidate to say right guys we're all in this together um, taking a bit of ownership and uh, for me I, I think a player that I'm dying to see this year and he's been unfortunate in the last two or three years is David Moran mm-hmm. um, he's been terrible unlucky to do two cruciates yeah. I think he's a fine player and I, 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 I still think that the loss of Darrow O'Shea when it comes to the key times and the key moments and the key distribution of the ball it, he's been uh, unreplaceable and I, I, I thought that David Moore in the last two or three years was going to step up to that mark on his injuries because you know the, the, I think they still need the likes of Brian Sheen in the full forward line or in the half forward line he's, Ke- out, he's Kerry outstanding Debbie Kerry have been very close with what I would describe and I don't mean this in any disrespectful way but without a midfielder as a yeah. real recognised midfield Brian Sheen is a real makeshift midfielder he's uh, got an all-star yeah, he's, he's, he's a modern yeah. midfielder right? he's very well, good well maybe so I think you know he's a fabulous footballer free taker absolutely I think uh, against uh, uh, Donegal he wasn't on the pitch when the last couple That's of threes right. came around you know and you know Boisley I think he's phenomenal but we, you could take O'Shea to the game and a ball needed to be won O'Shea won it there was no nonsense he went up he won it won his free or whatever he did and I think that Kerry, being Kerry, always produce fine footballers. We know that. They have forwards to die for it half the time. Defensively, they're not bad. But they need to work on it. But they've done an awful lot with what I would describe as probably not the greatest midfield pairing they've ever had. Are they actual genuine contenders this year? Always. Yeah. I would never go against Kerry. Well, I, I always think they have. I just think, there. yeah. yeah. And I do think, and it's 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 a very you know Lord Reston Party is he's that's you know every time the curry takes the pitch maybe not in the winter but come summertime that man is going to be in them boys' memories. I think, I think they're running out of time lads to be at the top table because the players that are retiring and I'm not sure the players are there of the standard. You're talking, you're saying Daryl Shea was never replaced. You're talking about legends of the game. Mm. Like you can't replace legends. When Tomas retires, mm. when Paul Galvin retires, the star has kind of gone off the boil. Is he going to retire? How do you replace fellas like this? You replace them with good players that would be good with another county, but are you replacing them with the standard of player that you're losing? Like these, the players carry the players that are filtering out of the Kerry team now aren't just normal players. They're phenomenal players, and I don't think the ones coming up, you know, are. The caliber of player that's going, and I think Kerry are running out of time. Unless I they agree with you 100%, Wally. The only thing about it then, Kerry will have to cut their cloth to suit. 
all of a sudden their style of football will probably d- change a little bit they might have to yeah. back their defence they're being hammered more. by Cork at underage level you know like well that's that's a bigger issue in Kerry yeah. haven't won you know minor All-Irelands 21 All-Irelands they don't seem to go in for the no. massive way and that's something you'd have to question S- if you look slightly s- more important for sorry for them then to go through the front door this year going through the back door we thought, ah, it's not that big a deal and they had that emotional win over Tyrone in Killarney and we thought that's great but actually they were kind of knackered by it and every every yeah. extra game they play you run the risk of injury yeah. catching up it's, on these older guys and discipline as well which has been a, a real problem for them over the last number of years you know the, they need to go on the most direct route uh, and again it's 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 like everything else. We started at the very start of the program saying, you know, you need to, to kind of say, right, when do I need to peak? When do I need to have a lull? When do I need to be on top of my game? And when you're going to the front door, you can you can time these to perfection. In the back door, you don't know one from one week. You could be playing, you know, a Tyrone in the back door. You could be playing a Leiter in the back door. It, it's it's it, it's a lot easier for the types of the likes of Curry and especially with the guys, you know, that the guys have mentioned, you know, Tomas. Uh, Mark, Paul, Gavin, you know the guys who have mileage. Um, the Gooch and that own Brosnan don't really go through the back door this year after a long um, club, club championship yeah. as well, ending in March. I, I probably, I presume. Um, so it's the front door is 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 the only way for Kerry this year, and, and the positivity, and, and you know they're going to be hard hard bet. What about Cork? The, this Cork team um, who are all Ireland champions, who everybody said had the combination of athletes, brains and guile uh, and yet they were found out last year I thought. Yeah and it's one thing last year I tipped them to beat Donegal that I feel like most stupid about because in hindsight some of the players that Cork have are just tailor made to be swallowed up by the Donegal style you know I thought they might have the power to run through them. Cork needs serious uh, changing in their half back line as far as I'm concerned. I think that they're the issue they play with their head down, it's all solo hop, they don't look up, they don't move the ball fast, it's through the hand and they're very one-dimensional. Their midfield's excellent and they've like four or five of the best forwards yeah. in the country. Yeah. The yeah. problem is in around the... the If Aidan Walsh is in midfield, it's not as much of a problem. But if it's O'Connor and if it's Pierce O'Neill midfield and then you have that half-back line and that those five, those five players are on the ball more than anybody else, that's the problem with Cork. And the fact that Cunahan is there another year isn't kind of inspiring me into thinking there's going to be drastic changes. I think Cork could have done with a change, you know, with their management. It's hard to say this, but I agree with him. You know, it's it's um, you know you look at Cork. You always, oh, I was the same as himself against Donegal. You always look that they're going to do a wee bit more. You expect more from. It never really comes forward. They're very slow. They have good, they have good boys. Full back line's decent. Yeah. The forward line's decent. They're competitive in the middle of the park, but it really boiled too much. Canty. Gets, when he gets the everything is slowed up you know he, he comes back yeah. and it's slow it's ponderous especially when you have guys up front like they have you put it in where the danger is they, you know they, they move well they, they have pace they can score but they don't get the ball half often they don't get any they don't get quick delivery of ball which forwards are crying out for like yeah. I, I'd and like to hear a team forward line that yeah, they've like, like, they've such, the ball. such good finishers but I thought even against Donegal last year like they, they lost even they're the, like they looked at, like they gave up with 10 minutes to go their body language in the forwards because I was at the game like Goulding and these fellas were just like mm. their, their body language just looked like they'd ran out of ideas completely I against Donegal I think it was more ideas yeah, yeah. yeah. they didn't know what else to do they need to adapt yeah. you know and it was you could see it uh, like, and it was just the, Donegal took the heart out of them I, but are you playing the scripture there are you, you know sometimes you just have to let boys off you have to go why would guys. you take Colin Cooper yeah. and say you must play this way you know you yeah. give them the ball and say look play ball use it get on the end of it and take your scores when they come around but you know don't 
don't stifle the spontaneity of, of classy forwards, you know. Yeah, yeah. Ad- adapting for the Donegal, they, they went against Cork last year, mm-hmm. trying to adapt to the Donegal style. Just they, got look at they it. changed their team. Pound P- for pound, a wee better footballer. PT has texted in to say, if you're from Leitrim, Sligo, London, <laughs> Galway, Clare, Limerick, Waterford, Wexford, Carlow, Westmead, Leash, Kilkenny, <laughs> Wicklow, Mead, Longford, Louth, Antrim, Fermanagh, Cavendown, Monaghan or Derry, you can believe all you want. There ain't no All-Ireland coming your way anytime soon. <laughs> Woolly, you're the that only one that was an ex- sense. That was an expensive text, I'd say, as well. Well, <laughs> <And> PT. <laughs> Uh, Vinny and Mayo says dreams and real dreams Inception was easier to follow than this discussion (laughs) (laughs) We're not usually that complex here to be honest Uh, (laughs) In fairness in the list of counties Down were in an All-Ireland final two years ago Wexford and Meath were in the semis in the last couple of years as well Like if you're sitting in a county like that and you look at what's happened in Donegal surely there must be a a long-term two-year think where you you start going Two years ago, before Donegal won All Ireland, you know you wouldn't have seen it. I'm sorry, these these were the party boys. These boys were up in the, you know, up in the boonies there. They they partied. They, you know, you, you never seemed to, quality footballers. Always had talent, but you you never thought they were committed enough to go the whole way. What they did, they it was a seismic change in counties' attitudes. Players like Cassidy was kicked off the panel. You know, things were done that probably would never have been done before. Now all of a sudden there was a mindset change, and. Donegal, every other county, like down, it breaks my heart of down to home. I would love to see, watch down win all Ireland. It took a special character to to do oh, that yeah. with Donegal, though. Not every then, manager will go in and. That'll be interesting to, to watch how that pans out this year. Yeah, because, would uh, you, that's changed as well. Would you bring Cassidy back this year? Um, I don't think that's on the cards, is it? Well, he, uh, last year he did ask him back. Yeah, um, I think he turned it down. And Kevin Cassidy turned it down. I just think Kevin Cassidy would be better off now not to come back. Yeah. Um, I think Jim McGuinness might even ask him back. Um, but I don't think Donegal won an earn just in the last year or two. You know, and any PT texting in there, these teams that supposedly haven't got a chance need to go back and look back five or six years and say, right, we need to get an underage structure. And that is paramount. You look at under 21 Dublin, under 21 Donegal in the last four years. You know, that's what brings success. Okay, merge it with two or three or four or five year senior players. But you need, whether it's club or county, you need to look at your minor structure, your under twenty one structure. Throw it the same. Yeah, yeah. and that's where that's where the success comes. It doesn't come like uh, the wave of a wand and say, "Oh yeah, we're now we're, we're, we potentially look what Jimmy McGuinness did four or five years ago under twenty one. You know, and he's. Uh, I think a lot of counties are going. I, I think counties need to start bringing their under minor and under twenty one management setups into the senior setups. I and if they're, if they're not good enough, I get rid of minor level. I know this is a, a bit of a strange one, but I would actually remove minor level altogether. I think it's irrelevant. I think the age structure makes it almost irrelevant. They're they're trying. They're talking about that. In I would bring it to twenties. Forget about the twenty ones and bring the whole thing under twenty, possibly yeah. something like that. But a, a guy at nineteen or twenty. Is you know, or, you know, he's much more ready to play county football than a seventeen or eighteen year old just straight out. Yeah, yeah. Now, they're, they're talking about um, maybe I think it was under nineteen, and then you're not allowed to play for the senior team until you've kind of finished from that grade, unless yeah. you know. Well, I why mean, not? Open, why not open the door? There's enough fixtures there. Sorry for running, for running across you, but there's enough fixtures there. Where, where there's a plethora of intercounty football that that's stifling club football as well, which is another problem. Boys aren't getting enough ball. But take it out, take the twenty ones out, bring them all back to under twenty, and say, you know what? After that, now they should be ready to step up. Yeah, a couple of quick texts. It's not as if teams would be banned for life. It would add a promotion relegation element to the championship, which would give the likes of Wicklow and Leitrim something viable to play for. Which, let's face it, they don't have at the moment. Parkinson talking absolute sense. We need two levels of All Ireland. Hard to get the dinosaurs to change, though. I wonder if that's aimed at you too. Uh, <laughs> back in the nineteen sixties, only fist passes were allowed. Aussie rules only allows the fist pass, so it can work. 
says uh, Pork Dove. And what about Kildare this year? Now they have two great managers in charge, asks Jimmy Clark. That's a good question. It's hard to know what, what's going to happen there. Um, Ryan's obviously very good. Um, like I'm still of the opinion that McGinney's a very good manager. One bad year doesn't make him a bad manager. I think the first four years he did a great job with Kildare. Last year they had some issues, you know, with Shawnee Johnson. I don't think it... I don't think it helped the whole Kildare set up James Cavan has left the panel yeah that's a huge loss now to be fair he's a big loss because especially like cause if I was p- picking a Kildare team I'd have Mikey Conway back in the backs you know maybe number 7 so then you're losing two forwards out of their forward line and they can't afford that uh, Shawnee will obviously get a starting position this year so James Cavan would have been perfect for the half forward line so he's a very big loss. Big loss because you know they are short on, on marquee scoring forwards as such. They've got a supreme team of athletes, well organised. McGinney's a good manager, but you know at the end of the day, it doesn't take a lot to to, to tweak it either. You we're know, but you need two or three forwards. We're out of time. Uh, pick an All Ireland winner now. We'll play it back in September to embarrass you all. Tis <laughs> <laughs> we weren't too far wrong last year. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't go for it anyway. No, you did not. <laughs> I'd like to say Dublin, but if like their new manager, I don't know what way they're going to. Connor, it sounds like you were going Dublin. Is that... Aye, certainly. I'll go yeah. with it. Yeah, I'll trust it, yeah. Oh, God. Wally. Go first, Dave. No, go on. You DB. go. Leitrim. Um, <laughs> Leitrim Bankers <laughs> division for Division 2. Um, Sorry, God, God I don't know. people out there. It's... She's any time today. There's an ad break coming. <laughs> I'll take a chance on Dublin as well. Oh, no. Go for the curry boys. I, I think it's... It's... it's hurt. Written the stars, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's... it's, it's Destiny, maybe. We didn't even mention Tyrone in our discussions today, but we'll, uh, I'm sure, get to them before the championship starts and talk to them across the course of the rest of the year. I should tell you, the annual GAA coaching conference takes place in Croke Park next Saturday, the uh, 12th of January. We're going to be there broadcasting from the conference, talking about the Football Review Committee with a great panel, including Pat Gilroy, Eugene McGee and Glenn Ryan. Also on the, ba- on the bill that day, imparting their wisdom. is a who's who of coaches and managers. You can get tickets from gamesconference.ga.ie at a cost of €50 Euro, or email gamesdevelopment at ga.ie. We'll see you next week. Go easy.